podcast is rolling. This is one of those, uh, I don't know why it's hard, but it's a hard podcast and video to make. Uh, I was scrolling through my Facebook feed a minute ago, well, whatever, uh, a few minutes ago, and saw that John Madden had died. And of course, of course, you can't always believe what you see on Facebook, so I immediately did a internet search, and sure enough, uh, came back um, legendary Raiders coach and broadcaster John Madden uh, had passed away suddenly this morning. Um, I d- they say suddenly in every article, so uh, he evidently wasn't sick. Um, I watched a they had a documentary about him on either Fox or CBS Christmas Day, and I watched it um, after it had aired. I um, I recorded it because obviously I was busy doing other things Christmas Day with my family, and uh, I watched it and got. You know, a lot of it, stuff that they talked about, I already knew. Um, but there was one thing in that documentary that um, jumped out a little bit. Let me play the trailer while I gather my thoughts. Football is my life. Get rid of that's something that I say proudly. But it's complicated. You can't write the history of professional football without John Madden. First thing, he jumps out of the hands. And yelling and screaming at guys. What are you trying to do? He's a coaching genius. Downhill, full speed, boom. said, well, you can't win them all. And I said, why the hell can't you? When you're the head coach, you'll live and die without replying. And you don't stay on top forever. Retirement signals the end of an era and perhaps the end of a dynasty. We didn't know what he was going to do. I wasn't a guy when I was coaching to say, I want to get out, I want to be a broadcaster. Good everyone, Dick Stockton with John Madden. I'm Vin Scully along with John Madden. But I knew after I did the first couple games that that's what I wanted to do. This is it. I embraced it. John does a rehearsal game with another young aspiring broadcaster by the name of Bob Costas. How high is the shot? And you look like a 12-year-old kid. I don't know what's going on there. Pull to the right. Boom. And boom. 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 Right there in the alley. Boom. John had this energy that came to life. CBS just saw something that they hadn't seen before. John Madden made me a better player. I was pretty good. (laughs) He just made me better. Simple as that. I think the audience perceives what's genuine. That's who he is. The same guy who just happens to have extraordinary football knowledge. He made everyone want to watch football. If you just heard his voice in the distance. Hi, I'm John Matt. John, Matt. John Matt. That was a TV you had to run to. You know, he coached with a passion and love for the game. He went into broadcasting, changed the way football was broadcast, if not greater sports. Some things that just go together. Changed the way America celebrates Thanksgiving for Grand Out Loud. Now this is what the game of football is all about.
John Madden made um, he made the uh, the Thanksgiving Day tradition of football uh, something unique. He um, for the. <laughs> For like, uh, I guess you would say most valuable player or however you would say uh, He would give out a turkey leg. Well, then, you know, the turkey's only got two legs. So, you know, he had to have one for like the running back and the quarterback. And then he had a thing for offensive linemen because they, you know, they're the workhorses of the team. And, you know, so then, you know, they gave a, a turkey leg to the, the, uh, offensive lineman or something like that. I think at one point they had a turkey with six legs sewn on it. And uh, they used to do a thing called the All All Madden team where he would pick out uh, the 11 or 22 guys that he felt were the toughest in football at their position. Uh, and, And it was guys that were tough. You know, the guys, you know, the running back that got the the extra yard when you needed one yard, he got two or three. Uh, the quarterback with the uh, the nerves of steel that could win the game uh, in the clutch moments. Uh, of course, you know, I'm too young to remember him as a coach, although I, you know, being a Raider fan – and reading a lot of books on the Oakland Raiders, uh, of course, learned a lot about John Madden. Uh, and he was there at a time when the Raiders were really the NFL's bad boys. I mean, there was no team meaner than the Raiders. And there was no team crazier off the field than the Raiders. Uh, I remember reading Kenny Stabler's autobiography, Snake. Uh, I did a a book report on it, I think starting in eighth grade and all the way through my senior year. Every year we had to do a book report, or maybe more than one, but as you got older. But I would always do a book report on that same book. Uh, And this was back in the day when you had to hand write stuff out. So every year uh, I would write the same report essentially, but maybe a little different, you know, cause I mean, I didn't memorize it. I didn't copy the same one over and over. Uh, now in college, when I did book reports or uh, white papers or a college paper, whatever you want to call it, um, I would obviously save them and you recycle them in other classes, which I guess is illegal, but I didn't graduate, so I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> but John Madden was a very young head coach. And I was a little surprised to learn uh, that he retired from coaching at 42 years old. I mean, you've got guys in the NFL now that are just getting their first head coach job at maybe 60 years old. Uh, and that that was kind of Al Davis's thing was to have that that young, innovative 
uh, coach, as a head coach. And now, you know, the, John Mann was a true head coach, and he was a motivator, and he was a guy that brought people together. Now, a lot of times, uh, you see the head coach is the head coaches come up through the ranks. They start out as a you know a, an assistant coach somewhere down the line, like offensive line coach or linebacker coach. Uh, then they move up to offensive coordinator or uh, defensive coordinator and then head coach or they jump from college head coach to NFL head coach. Um, and John Madden came up through the ranks too. He just came up quick because of Al Davis. Uh, and Al Davis was no easy person to deal with. Uh, they they did butt heads. You know, Al Davis liked the the mad bomber Daryl LaMonica. Well, <clears throat> John Madden replaced a a quarterback who was a mad bomber with Kenny Snake Stabler. Stabler was a scrambling quarterback for one thing, not a traditional drop back passer, and he was also an accurate passer. And Madden liked that more than he liked the Hail Mary. Kenny could throw it down the field, don't get me wrong. But Stabler could also throw the ball into windows or tight spaces uh, in between uh, defensive players and get the ball to, like, say, Dave Casper, the tight end. Uh, the Raiders' offense was really geared towards two things. Uh Speed, well, one thing, speed, speed, and speed. Um, and to get that ball down the field quick, Al Davis always thought, you know, you just have to have two guys run straight down the field and you send the uh, tight end deep across the middle and that's your offense. Um, no, that's not what I'm looking for. to see who Kenny Stabler replaced at quarterback, but that's not important to this. Um, sorry, I'm like all over the place. So Stabler or Madden held this team together. He had crazy guys like John Matuzak, uh, Ted Hendricks, uh, guys that would just beat the living crap out of players on the opposing team. And the Raiders' offensive line was known, uh, you know, for big guys, big Gene Upshaw and Art Shell, and some of these guys, 
you know, they would come out in pregame warm-ups and the refs would say, okay, do you have anything uh, you need to report? In other words, are you doing anything illegal? <laughs> like they're going to admit to it. So after warm-ups, the Raiders would go back into the locker room and have the athletic trainer tape their hands up into casts. Okay, these like old-fashioned... Uh, what was that, like plast, plaster of Paris or something, but the really hard cast. And one guy had a cast on his thumb his whole career, and he would bring that thumb up into the defensive lineman's stomach, and that would hurt like hell, <laughs> you know. And the game was so different back then. You know, you could you know, just wail on each other and clothesline people uh, and so many different things. And John Madden held all this together um, for the Raiders, the, the meanest, baddest, most hated team in football. And they had, you know, a storied rivalry with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And unfortunately, most of the time, the Steelers came out on top. Uh, the Raiders, during Madden's career, uh, they won seven AF or went to seven... AFC championship games. They won one AFC championship game and won the Super Bowl in 76. Uh, his coaching record was 103 70 or 103 wins, 32 losses, 7 ties, which we hardly see a tie in football nowadays. Uh he has the highest winning percentage of coaches with over 100 wins. His winning percentage is 76%. Um, I knew John Madden mostly as a commentator, um, a play-by-play -play guy or color commentator. Uh, you know, and he would he drew up. The uh, plays, they don't do it as much anymore, but they, he really invented the telestrator. He didn't invent it, but he perfected it. And, you know, he would draw the play on the screen for you, and he could tell you, you know, the tight end did this and the wide out did that, and that created this opening, and so-and-so was able to throw it to such-and-such, he won 16 Emmy Awards as a broadcaster, which is unreal. Uh, he went from 1979 to 2009. Uh, he, uh, 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 ooh, 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 ooh. sorry, having a little little uh, tongue twister moment there. He, uh, shit fire. He called 11 Super Bowls. He was the color commentator for 11 Super Bowls on four different networks. So CBS, NBC, ABC, and Fox. He called the Super Bowl on all four networks. ABC doesn't even have NFL coverage anymore. I mean, for years, I mean, almost it's the first half or more of uh, its lifetime, ABC was the home of Monday Night Football. 
and John Madden was uh, the play-by-play guy on Monday Night Football. Or actually, I guess he would be the color commentator, the one that added the commentary after the play-by-play guy did his thing. Whatever. Uh, of course, he was in you know the NFL Hall of Fame. Uh, I think him and Kenny Stabler won 100 games together. I thought it was more than that. But I know 100 of those wins were him and Kenny Stabler. And uh, they're like the winningest coach-quarterback combination ever. Uh, so they really won a lot of games together. So he started broadcasting at CBS with Pat Summerall, and that was who uh, he's best known as a, as broadcasting with. Summerall was uh, obviously the quieter of the two, but you know he would you know di- diagnose or describe the play as it was happening, and then and Madden would throw in these quotes and analysis and things like boom and doink and all this crazy these crazy little. <laughs> one-liners that he would just throw out there. Um, let's see here. Uh, Jerry Jones, owner of the Cowboys, said, I'm not aware of anyone who has made a more meaningful impact on the National Football League than John Madden, and I know no one who loved the game more. And it's true, he just loved football. And he never wanted to coach any team other than the Raiders. He, I mean, now coaches change teams, uh, you know, either because they're losing or because somebody's going to pay them more. And a lot of them go into broadcasting after their career is over because there's nothing else for them to do. You know, John, John Madden wasn't sure if he could be a broadcaster. Wasn't sure if he had what it took, but he did. Uh, another thing, and John Madden and I have this in common, uh, <clears throat> one thing, we both have red hair, but the other thing is he had uh, bad anxiety, and he, he after, I don't know when it was, in the, but in the 70s, he had an anxiety attack on an airplane, which, I mean, air travel can be very scary. I don't know what happened. Exactly. If he, I mean, you can have an anxiety attack anytime and not, not feel it coming on, and it could be tr- it's triggered by what's in the back of your mind. But after that anxiety attack on an airplane, he never flew again. So when he was doing all these uh, NFL broadcasts, okay, and sometimes traveling from one side of the country to the other. They had a, a special tour bus for him, and he would be on that bus. I mean, if they had to go from New York to Los Angeles for the next game, he was on that bus the whole way across the country. You know, that's a multiple-day drive, even if you're driving uh, 12 hours a day, which I think is the most a, a bus driver uh, can do. I know it's most a truck I don't need a truck driver. It might even be less than that. Anyways, um, <clears throat> it's still like a three-day trip, you know. And he did uh, every NFL game 
for you know a lot of years. He did one NFL game a week for years, thirty years, and this this was no easy task, you know, to drive across the country in a bus. I mean, he you know he ate, he slept. I mean, they probably stopped at hotels and stuff along the way to shower and you know shave, shower and shit, but. He was on that bus the whole way across the country from city to city. Uh, but calling those games, you know, that's something a lot of people don't realize. The Madden Cruiser, it was called. Um, and he really traveled everywhere on that. Uh, I don't know. It wasn't him that they were inducted in the Hall of Fame. I think he went in the Hall of Fame before that. But it might have been when... No, it wasn't Timmy Brown either. Well, well, anyways, when one of the Raiders got inducted into the Hall of Fame, uh, he was there. I think he did the induction. And I saw the Madden Cruiser parked in a parking lot near a hotel, and I got a photograph of it. And it's like, man, he he rides on that thing every freaking where. I mean just not you know that's that was his only way of traveling across the country because he would not get on the airplane so uh, it's just crazy but he was 85 years old passed away this morning i was watching his documentary like i said and i was surprised at how good he looked for 85 years old now of course he was sitting down you know there was makeup but still, an 85-year-old, you know, when they're getting sickly, uh, of course, the documentary could have been filmed six months ago. Who knows? But still, at 85 years old, you can tell somebody's deteriorating. And he looked as good as he did the last Monday night game that I saw him, uh, or the last football game. I don't know if it was Monday night or not. The last game I saw him call, uh, he looked just as good uh, in this documentary as he did then. And he didn't look 85 years old. Uh, I was actually surprised that he was 85. I thought he was like in his 60s. Uh, I mean, he looked that good and it just seemed like John Madden's one of those people that seems ageless and timeless. He's just like an American legend. Especially if you're a football lover, which, you know, when he was broadcasting, uh, football was America's game. You know, it surpassed baseball as the national pastime. I mean, baseball? Uh, Anyhow, um, but Madden was just that guy, and he was loved by everybody because he was down to earth. He just treated everybody like they were um, his equal. You know, uh, I had a group text or group instant message going on uh, for my fantasy football league. And uh, I put out there a picture of him. I said, John Madden died today. And one of my friends said back to me, I know that sucks. I said, I just saw his documentary and thought he looked good and sounded good. 
And then my buddy messaged back, at least I got to meet him. I said, lucky you. And then someone else uh, jumped in and said, a really quality guy, down to earth, never thought he was better than anyone else. And my friend who met him said, exactly. So that's what John Madden is known for. Um, I don't know if this is appropriate or not, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, this comedian, Frank Caliendo, who does impressions, got famous off of his John Madden impression. This was the first impression that Frank Caliendo became uh, known for. This is on the Dave Letterman Show. Our first guest is a sports legend, both on and off the field. He's been the NFL's premier color commentator for more than 25 years and recently was inducted into the uh, Professional Pro Football Hall of Fame. Ladies and gentlemen, here's John Madden. John, come on up. have you on the show nice to uh, nice to see you how are things going pretty good dave i mean i mean there's a lot of places you could be but i mean anytime you're at a place like this you think <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean things start to get you, know, you want to be on a in a funny place and this is one of those funny places and then for another place it's not as funny <laughs> i mean why am i that place? I, I, what i wanted to be was in a funny place and boom <laughs> i mean i'm having it right now dave good thank you thank you uh well, it's an exciting time for uh, you and football. I mean, you're in the Hall of Fame, and you, you went to a new network and everything. How, how's all that going? Yeah, I mean, a new network. I mean, you wouldn't know about switching networks, Dave, but I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's just one of those things that, that, you know, you go to a different place, and you do different things. Right. Uh, still working with Al Michaels, of course, the, the greatest announcer in the world, if you don't count like 30 or 40 other guys. Right. <laughs> He stands out of box yeah. to be the same height as yeah. me, but I mean, I mean, it's great working there and great doing what we're doing there and, and, and doing the things we do, and as long as we keep doing them, I mean, I mean, you know, that's, that's, like, that's all yeah, about. Um, yeah, it yeah. is. It is. I mean, it, it's like the hokey pokey. You put your right foot in, yeah. you take your right foot out, you right. put your right foot in, you shake it all about, of you course. do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around, boom. <laughs> that's what that's all about, yeah. Dave. Coach is fine. I okay. think coaches are, I mean, right. a lot now, of over the years, uh, one of the interesting things, one of the many interesting things I've, I've known about you, or I think I know about you, is that you don't fly. Is yeah, that correct? definitely not. You, I don't, yeah, I mean, you don't, I don't like to fly? You're afraid of flying? Oh, a little bit of claustrophobia. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, yeah. you, know, and it, it, you can't get out of a plane. Right. I mean, you can get out of a car or a bus, you know, right. we're going to take the cruiser, but I mean, you can't get out of a plane. I mean, people I don't think were meant to fly. I mean, and, 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 and if people were meant to fly, they'd have wings. <laughs> people don't have But then again, <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, turkeys have wings and they don't fly either. Well, but that's a good point. They do taste good. I mean, it, it, very tasty. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, anything with wings pretty much is a pretty tasty treat. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if I could, uh, uh, what? If I could, right. what I would do is, 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 is put wings on a cow, and that would be like a flying burger. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there you go. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Exactly. Now, do you mind if I ask you a couple of football questions? Uh, and I, I watch uh, the game, and I don't pretend to understand it, but I enjoy it. But same, same thing with me. Uh, 
that uh, down down by contact. Can you explain that rule down by contact? Well, I mean, not, now they can review down by contact. Uh, it before you couldn't review it. Now you can review it. That means if a guy's running a blow the whistle, you can keep playing. I mean, <laughs> I mean, look at you can still get hit. I mean, that's the thing. It used to be where you couldn't get hit, but now I mean, no, no, look out, people are still coming for you. You realize that 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 could be a, a potential hazard to people. But at the same time, you've seen a guy lose the ball before, uh-huh. and that now the other team can get the ball uh-huh. even after the whistle's blown. Yeah. <laughs> at least those are the notes I've gotten. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, oh, oh. now, how about this? You hear terms uh, refer to a player as being uh, probable, uh, uh, questionable. Or doubtful? What, uh, can you interpret those three? Uh, I, you know, I, probable was that question. You were probably going to ask it. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, I, I just did ask. Yeah, and that's what happens when, yeah, when, I you, asked when a player is probable. Right. That means he's going to play. Oh, he probably oh, oh, is okay. going to play. And then right. questionable is my answer on this. And, you know, I'm <laughs> not sure if I really know. And, and right. doubtful is if you'll ever ask a real question like that again. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> None of that made any sense. I mean, I, I make a living at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh. All right, Now, um, uh, let me... Uh, that, that's the difference here. They don't clap for you in the booth. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's right. I mean, Al is never standing there going, <laughs> I mean, do you believe in miracles? Clap. I mean, that yeah, doesn't happen. That doesn't happen there. Let me ask you about uh, Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Oh, I mean, Brett Favre is an unbelievable player. I mean, you know, you know the Greek gods, you know, he's one step above that. I mean... Really? If you could clone Brett Favre and put him in all the positions on the field, and then you played against another team of cloned Brett Favres, right. I, mean, I mean, I think the universe would explode. I mean, I... Right. Well, John Madden was uh, a Brett Favre fan, but I think if it was actually John Madden talking... He would talk a lot more about Kenny Stabler than Brett Favre, but uh, Frank Caliendo didn't know about Brett Favre or about Kenny Stabler. Um, I don't know where they got this quote from, but this is a quote from Ken Stabler about John Madden. Uh, it says, I always thought his strong suit was his style of coaching. John just had a great knack for letting us be what we wanted to be on and off the field how do you repay him for being that way you win for him and yeah that was the thing I mean John Madden took this group of recluse outlaw players uh, that some teams didn't want you know they took guys that other teams cut they took guys other teams traded just to get rid of and he put all that together and amassed a a great winning record Um, he one story I remember from Kenny Stabler's book uh, they were in training camp and somebody brought a toy remote controlled tank to camp and Stabler snuck in and stole the toy tank left a note the snake shall return and they got firecrackers and put them on the tank and then from far away you know they lit the firecrackers and drove the tank past the door of John Madden's office and scared the living daylights out of him with these firecrackers 
but that's the team that the Raiders were back then. And Madden was probably the only coach that could have put that ensemble on the field and won. And they had great athletes. They had he had great players. You know, Stabler was only one of them. You know, he had Cliff Branch. He had um, oh, I can't remember his name now. The long blonde hair, Fred Bolitnikoff. Uh, Cliff, I said Cliff Branch already. Willie Brown. Uh, there was another cornerback whose last name was Brown. Jack Tatum. You know, all these guys uh, that were just meaner than hell, athletic as hell, and crazy. You know, they said Ken Stabler was such a good quarterback in the fourth quarter uh, at comebacks because. That's when he started to sober up from the night before, who was by the fourth quarter. Um, but John Madden was the guy with the personality that could bring that together. Uh, and in Madden's day, coaches still wore you know, ties and suits on the sidelines. And no matter what, probably because of his, his girth, his size, John Madden just never quite looked right. Uh, he always had the tie on. Uh, he wore his sideline pass all the time. Uh, it was like a little paper ticket, which is how you know old the NFL, how, how the NFL was back then. But, you know, it would be wrapped with a piece of string around one of his belt loops on his pants. It would be flapping in the wind. I guess a lot of coaches didn't even wear those because everybody knew who the head coach was. But John always wore his sideline pass, they said. Um, And in his documentary, he said that somebody described him as looking like an unmade bed. And... He took that as a compliment, he said. So that was the personality of John Madden. And it's weird that, you know, I knew, you know, he was a famous coach. I was born in 76, the year the Raiders won the Super Bowl. But, you know, I didn't know him as a coach. I knew him as a broadcaster. My whole life he was an NFL broadcaster. And then, of course, I lived longer than his broadcasting career. Um, duh, it's 2021. He stopped broadcasting in 2009. I don't know if I think you people are stupid or if I'm stupid, but anyhow, um, but it, it just seemed like he would never die, you know, and that's why it's strange. You don't, you, you just larger than life people, you just don't see it coming, I guess, is the only way to. Put that you just don't see these things coming when it's a, a larger than life persona like John Madden. So rest in peace, Coach Madden. Thanks for the memories. Amen. That's where we'll end it.